Welcome to Postscript. My name is Dave. I'm one of the pastors here at Compass Point, and today with me is Dagmar. How's it going, Dagmar? Good. How are you, Dave? I am doing well. Um, I am excited to chat today. You got to preach on Sunday, and we took kind of a little break from our membership series, Mm -hmm. uh, but I think we're talking about something really related to who we are as a church and kind of what we value. Um, And you talked a little bit about this idea of adoptive ministry. Um, do you want to give us a little recap from Sunday, kind of some of the highlights or definitions or anything like that? Yeah, yeah. really the main point was to, you know, begin the conversation, get us talking around the idea of adoptive culture, adoptive church, and to give us some good language around it and to mm-hmm. sort of explain it. When you say adoptive church or adoptive culture, it seems like a big, you're like, what does that mean, you know? Right. So, um, so you just talked a little bit about what, what it does mean. So, you know, if you were adopting something then you are choosing something to be part of you. Like mm-hmm. you're choosing to bring somebody into your family. It's the easiest uh, example, perhaps. And so as the family you know, of Christ, as the body of Christ, we come mm-hmm. together as a family. And so what does it mean for us to think about how to connect and adopt each other into the fold of family, yeah. but across all the generations, like across right. all the diversity of the church, really, yeah. but specifically on Sunday, what does it look like for young people and older people and all people ages in between to sit at the same table hmm. and know each other and do life together? Yeah, uh, and that's such a such a beautiful picture of kind of this diverse group together around the table. Um, but I think it is hard, right? And I think you, you kind of, you, you, got into that a little bit and I've, I've seen it in my own life. I've seen it, you know, I love, I love the idea of making space for our youth and our young people, especially. Um, but I can even tell within myself, I'm getting to the age now where my, my eldest is a teenager just, um, and I, there's whether I want to admit it or not, there's this idea sneaking in that like, Oh, well that's for the generation above her. Like I probably don't have anything really that I can offer. Um, what would you what would you say to people who are kind of feeling like, well, isn't that like, yeah, I want to make space for younger people, but I'm so far removed that like can't mm-hmm. some people slightly younger than me who mm-hmm. are a little bit older than the younger people deal with it? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think it's, it goes back to that conversation about relevance, right? Mm-hmm. Like you begin at a certain point, you you recognize that your kids are like, no matter what you say or how cool you are, your kid to your kids at a certain point, you are super uncool right. and you are, you're irrelevant, mm-hmm. you know, and anything you say, it doesn't matter. It doesn't count. But if somebody else says it, it's like the most amazing thing they've ever heard. And so yeah. it can, uh, it can be easy to sort of get to that point. Mm-hmm. Or even just, you know, even if it's not directly in a family, like say like a parent with a child, but even just as like an older person, or you're like you're saying, you get to a certain age where you're like, oh, well, I'm not as cool as I used to be. I'm not as on the forefront of pop culture and all of these things. And I, I didn't grow up in the same atmosphere as some of these younger yeah. people. And so what do I have? What can I do? I, they need somebody who's closer to them and who's experienced some of those same things to like help them with that. Mm-hmm. But I would say that... Um, it's so easy to feel that way, but what we're hearing from the younger generation is that they really are not interested in people being cool or what they wear, or like they're they're less interested in that, mm-hmm. and they're more interested in finding purpose and in finding community. Right. They want to know they're cared for. So like the world that they're growing up in is very uncertain. There's been a lot that's happened in the last, even just the last few years. And they're living a lot of their life online. So they're very disconnected from people, but super connected. There's tons Mm -hmm. of information. 
But how to translate that information into real life right. is challenging. And so the way that you do that is through community, through relationship. Mm. And so for us as a church, it means that we have to begin to maybe break down some of those ideas we have that are like, oh, it's not for me. Somebody younger and cooler is going to be way better at doing that. Um, and recognizing that if we are just genuinely interested in the young people mm. around us, that um, that they will know that and feel that, and and that will be reciprocated. Yeah, you know, like it's not a perfect formula necessarily. No, no. Like you know, you say hi one Sunday, and then instantly you've you know filled it all, and then person's yeah, life yeah. is fine. But it means that um, that we try to make an effort to be invitational to right. younger people. Right, and I I think that's so good. It's it's so easy. Um, it's so easy to see generational differences right now. Like the world has changed a lot in the last hundred years. No, yeah. no doubt about that. And like the world I grew up with in is different than the kids. My, what my kids are growing up in different than my parents, different than my grandparents, um, all of whom have been at this church, mm-hmm. uh, at, at various times. So it's easy to focus on those differences. And I think it's so mm-hmm. good in those moments to remember, like, what is it we share as humans? Um, yeah. and like this search for purpose yeah. and meaning yeah. and like connection and relationship mm-hmm. and, and, uh, I mean, here at the church, like figuring out what that is in relationship to God and, and his story, Absolutely. I think is, is so, uh, it's so important. Um, so it's not that you have to be on TikTok to relate to our youth, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's, yeah, it's such yeah. a, such a good reminder. Um, that being said, mm-hmm. are there as, as our, like, I would say you're like our key youth and young adults ambassador here. Um, are there things you would want different generations in our church to know about our youth today? You've mentioned some of them, the way mm-hmm. the, the search for meaning and kind of the overwhelming amount of information, living life online. Um, are there other yeah. things that would help us all better understand and relate to our mm-hmm. youth and young adults? Yeah, it's interesting. This is the first time sort of um, in sort of like maybe like human history or cultures uh, sorry, like cultural moment hmm. where there could possibly be like about four or five different generations working within one, say like office space. Yeah. So you've got people who are boomers, right? From like the older generation, mm-hmm. they're they're still in the workspace sometimes. And you've got these young, super young Gen Z kids, like they're mm-hmm. sort of like the Gen X, you know, Gen Y, Gen Z. And, and like if you're millennials, on, it's like, it's all going. If you're on social media, you've probably seen some of these hilarious memes, or maybe it's just my generation yeah. of like what, how different generations respond to different things in the workplace yeah. or right. Right. Like, yeah. 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 So it, but so there's a whole bunch of difference, yeah. but what, it, but the same thing is, uh, that, or the thing that maybe ties us all together mm-hmm. is that as much as we feel like in, you know, our generation, millennial, uh, gen X, things like that as much as we feel like we don't understand some of the stuff that's happening in the world, yeah. the younger generation is feeling the exact same way. Right. Because we might have more life experience and not have like maybe the practical knowledge of some of the things like the TikTok, you know, TikTok culture and all yeah. that. But we have life experience, but young people might know all about TikTok, but they don't have the life experience yet. Right. And so in a way, every single generation in that spectrum is dealing with the same world and mm-hmm. the same culture. And we're all like, we have no idea how to do this. Yeah. So there's a commonality in us trying to figure out together how right. we can relate to each other because we all are in, kind of in the same boat. Right. So there's a lot of possibility in that. If yeah. we recognize, you know, like maybe my lived experience is different than somebody who's younger than me, um, 
So we can accept that that's a difference, but mm -hmm. we can both say, well, like I kind of don't know how to do, you know, to navigate culture right now. And, and that would be the same for that person. Yeah. So we have an opportunity to share our life experience right. with younger people and younger people know a lot about current culture mm -hmm. and what people are thinking and believing and where they're coming from that they can actually share with us. Yeah. And then, you know, they can do practical things like teach us how to use TikTok. Right. Of course. That's <laughs> always helpful. Yeah. Um, and I, I do think there is, uh, the, yeah, there's a kind of a mutuality that you're talking about. Like it's not, it's not that older people come in with this, like, well, let me teach you how things are. Um, and younger people always need to be in a position of like, let me just learn from you. Mm -hmm. But there are, there are actually things like I would say the cultural things, certainly TikTok and, and this, like younger people will do a better job teaching older people. Like I'm, I'm sure my daughter will quickly surpass me in her use of technology and that's okay. Even though it's part of my job. Um, but there are things that I can still offer. And again, kind of the more life experience we've got, um, the more, the more opportunities we have to figure out those connections and, and make them. I was, I was at our North of 50 group, uh, I think it was this fall and talking to them a bit about music. And I know you, you talk about, you know, we've got five generations alive. Um, and where every, every generation kind of has a different aesthetic style when it mm -hmm. comes to aesthetics and, and music and like yeah, where else right. in our worlds do we ask people to sit down together and not only like listen to, but sing music together. Right. right. And, and I know it's hard. It's hard on yeah. our young people. It's hard on our, it's yeah. Every, yeah. Um, but I told, I told her older people, you know, if you want to, um, you want to like share your perspective in a really helpful way. Don't just say right. you should listen to more hymns, tell a story about a time in your life where you met God mm -hmm. and a hymn reminded you of who he was. Right. And yeah. like, that's the best way to get past words like Ebenezer or, you know, these, these words that we have that are, that are different and, and aren't used yeah. in the same way. Um, and I think the same is true of our young people, right? Mm -hmm. Like I, one of my favorite things to do after a youth conference is to have, um, it's been a while since I've done it, but like have a, a story from a youth who's, who's met Jesus significantly the weekend and, and then sing one of the songs that they got to sing mm. and teach it to our church. Mm. Uh, and not that everyone's going to love the song, but to know that, that young people are meeting Jesus in this is so great. Mm -hmm. um, so I love, yeah, I, yeah. I, my desire is that we become uh, better at storytelling um, and, and like our yeah. own stories and God's stories, which, yeah, for sure. which is different. I think sometimes we default to, to information instead of like relation. Yeah. yeah. Um, and really like young people want to be seen and they want to be heard. Mm -hmm. They want to know that they matter. Yeah. And everybody in all the older generations, same thing. Yeah. Everybody wants to be known and seen. Mm -hmm. And so to, you can extend that to anybody. Right. It doesn't, you know, you can, you can have a conversation with somebody where you make them feel seen and heard. Yeah. It's so that's easy to do, you know, that's yeah. asking questions and then listening and receiving the answers people give and, and saying, thank you for sharing that. It's great to get to know you a little bit, you know? So I, I know this may sound really, uh, really obvious, but like Dagmar, walk me through what you'd recommend for someone to like, someone who's older wanting to like introduce themselves, ask questions to a younger person. It's that kind of first, like breaking the ice. Like mm -hmm. you don't want to be creepy. You don't want to be weird. Right. Yeah, for sure. Do you have any, do you have any tips and how we can be more hospitable in that kind of initial encounter mm -hmm. with young people? Yeah. I think just keep it casual, you know, like you have to build in, like, it's like meeting anybody, right? Yeah. You have to build in a little bit to mm -hmm. it. And so I think if you, um, you know, we talked a little bit about it on Sunday, but if you're walking through the, the hall in the morning and you see a young person 
just say good morning. Mm. Just say hello. Yeah. And, you know, try to make a point of, of, uh, of being the first to extend, you mm -hmm. know, to extend to say hello. And then you just let that build. So you just try to make a point of maybe trying to connect with the same person again, you see them again. Mm -hmm. You know, usually when we come in, we usually come in at the same time, go the same, you know, we sit at the same yeah. seat. So it's like, you, chances are you might see the same people coming in yeah. at different, yeah. you know, on Sundays. And so I think just trying to make an effort to say hello. And um, and then when the, the time feels right, like after you've said a whole, hello a few times, you can stop and be like, how was your weekend? Right. What'd you do last night? Like, it's just that. I mean, yeah. I take a little longer yeah. than it might with somebody in your own age group, because you know what to say and how to approach them. Yeah. But I think it's just the genuine desire mm -hmm. to actually see them and yeah. to know that they're there, right? So it's like young people, like we still are the adults, like we're older, we have more experience, we're more confident. Mm -hmm. And so we have to, have to extend a little bit, you know, like you have to do the invitation part of it and yeah. give space for them to then reply. So I think like time does a lot for young people, uh -huh. you know, like if you see them enough and you say hello enough, after a while, they suddenly will just be talking to you hmm. because it, they need to just know that, you know, you're consistent. They see you, they know you, they feel it out. And then after a while, they're like, you know, yeah, completely in, you know, or you, it's, um, and it's sometimes hard to tell. Yeah, so like sure. you could be talking to, you know, like you, saying something to a teenager, talking to them, saying hello, and it might seem like it's not a affecting them or they're not, you know, mm -hmm. picking it up, but then there'll be one Sunday when you're not there and they'll be like, well, I didn't wear, like, where's so-and-so? Right. And then everybody else tells you, oh, they were asking for it. And you're like, really? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So I think it's just being patient with that and trying to just slowly build into it. And if you know a young person, you know, ask some questions. Like yeah. if you already know somebody, ask them what they're, what are you interested in? Yeah. What are you into right now? You know, is it art? Is it video games? Is it this? Is it that? And then just ask follow-up questions about that. Mm. Tell me more about that. Why did you like it? How did you get into it? And then, and just show an interest mm. in what, in what they have to share. Yeah. And it, I mean, it, it sounds so like straightforward in, in a way, yeah, right? But like it's, it's not, yeah, it's not obvious it's, though. Sometimes it's not obvious and it's yeah. not, it's not easy. And I, uh, oh, I feel like everyone I talk to right now is tired. They're busy. Yeah. Their um, their relational capacity is stretched, mm -hmm. right? Um, mm -hmm. They've got so many relationships, and and I even at times, I mean, we we try to practice hospitality. We try to be friendly, uh, our family. Um, but like, there's times where I'm just like, I don't, I don't have the the energy and space, and it feels like it hasn't paid off in the past. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, yeah. and then I even this last week, I've had these random conversations with people who like. I haven't talked to in five years. Mm. Uh, and I did, I did young adults ministry for a while at a church and, and worked with people. And, you know, I thought, yeah, I, I like that person. I did my best, but like, you know, we went different ways. This is just life with people. Mm. And I've had times where people have come to me and say like, that thing that happened, like has been so significant in my life. And I'm like, what are you really? Like you gave no indication of it at the time and no indication since then. But yeah. like, I'm so glad that I just kind of yeah. faithfully did that yeah. in that time. And I think that's mm -hmm. a good, like we, yeah, I don't, I think we really don't always know the impact that something has. And even mm. with that slightly awkward younger or older person, mm. frankly, who like doesn't feel like they're connecting well, like there can be something really good that's happening in that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I think it just speaks to the, it's like an opportunity for us to just be Jesus. So we, mm. we, we try to be Jesus in the world to people, but we don't expect an immediate 
like, you know what I mean? Like acknowledgement of what we just did, because that's not the point of what we're doing. Mm -hmm. But then after a while, it's like it it seeps in and it actually makes a difference in people's lives. Yeah. So there, you know, young people too have gone through quite a bit in the last few years. So it's a, they're, they're socializing differently and it can be more challenging. And so we, we have to remember too, that it's not just as simple as, you know, me as a grown adult, I have no problem walking over to somebody and saying hello that I don't know, Mm -hmm. but that's not young people. And even maybe more so the young people that have just come out of the pandemic, who've been schooling online for a couple of years, you know? Um, and so even though there's no immediate maybe recognition, um, you know, it's, it's about building the culture and knowing that yeah. we're doing this like unto Jesus. So, yeah. and if he sees us doing that, then he's going to, he's going to do something with it mm-hmm. and we don't have to see the immediate result. Yeah. We don't have to get the immediate return on it. Right. Yeah. Right. It's about, about him. I, I want to, you, you mentioned earlier, um, you know, we, most of us have kind of the same habits and patterns of where we come in and where we sit and all of that. Um, one of the one of the practical takeaways uh, for, for me and, and for a couple of people I've talked to is like maybe thinking about our own patterns of what we do and asking like, am I, am I actually bam- bumping into enough people? Am I giving myself enough space? I know we often come to church with this, like, well, this is what I want. It's going to serve me. I'm going to come in at this time. And I would say like, if you're not in your habits and patterns, if you're not b- bumping into people, change your habits and patterns, mm-hmm. come a little earlier, stay a little later, sit in a different spot right like and i think those kinds of things as they start to to blend and i i've known people who um it's it's changed in my time here right there's different different parts of our auditorium where people sit Mm -hmm. that we know are like well our older people sit kind of at the back and then the younger people sit kind of down front on the right hand and i've known people saying i'm going to intentionally move from the spot that i've sat in to in the middle of you know it it's like fishing. You got to go to where the fish are. You got to, you got to figure it out um, yeah. and you got to spend time there. Yeah. Um, so I'd, I'd yeah. love to, yeah, love to see people keep, keep leaning into that. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's part of why we do stick around Sunday, right? Yeah. An opportunity to change our habits right. so that it becomes part of who we are. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we mm. are talking about that as like a pastoral staff too, all the time yeah. of like how to create more opportunities for people to do that in a, you know, in a natural way, you come out, stick around Sunday, mm-hmm. have some snacks and then the moment is there for you. It's just like, it's perfect. Mm. I think too, we, we think about, um, you know, trying to change your pattern of like walking in and walking out. And it reminds me of, um, of uh, sort of like some rule of life, slowing down, like yeah. all of these things, like, you know, doing something like intentionally for a while, I would pick the longest line in the supermarket yeah, just to spend time just stopping mm-hmm. and noticing maybe some of the people around me rather than being on my phone, rushing through, trying to go the shortest line, trying to, you know, yeah. it's all because we're always in a rush. And so, um, and there was great value in that. I was able to have conversations with people I never would have had if I had, if I was in my phone or if I was not having right. to take that amount of time to wait for it. So, you know, I'm not saying uh, everybody, nobody likes it when I say that as a suggestion to take the longer line in the grocery store. Well, but every, everyone thinks that's a great thing for you, right? Like, Yeah, oh, great, yeah. Uh, but if we slow down when we come into church too, because when we yeah. come in, we're like, you know, we're, we're there, maybe we're just making it on time or we're on our way to serve or we, you know, there's certain people you want to see when you come in. You've got friends and, mm-hmm. you've, you know, you do fall into patterns and then we also do get busy coming yeah. in Sunday morning and then like, we got to go service over. I got to be here. I got to, and I think if we just like, stop and slow down a little bit when we come in the doors to be like 
look around and actually see who in our family is here today and who looks like they might need a connection or, you know, who, who can I reach out to? And, um, and I just think there's so much value in that as well, because it does set us up for being ready to receive what Jesus is trying to do mm-hmm. in the building. He's not just doing it in the sanctuary. No, not The at whole all. build, you know what I mean? Like it's everywhere all the time. So as we come in, our main objective is to get to where we're going to in that moment. Right. But on the way there, maybe there's something that he has for us. Yeah. And that's part of why, like we talk about encountering God together. And I think what a lot of people hear is encountering God. And they're like, I'm into that. Let's go. Let's like get good yes. preaching. And of course yes. we want to hear from the word of God and like, let's sing together. Yes, let's do it. But like together. And, and that's, that's hard because like, let's be honest. Sometimes being together is fun with the people I like. Sometimes being together with people at church can be like hard or like, oh, I don't know if I want to talk to that person mm-hmm. right now. Um, but that's, that's what we're called to, called to step into. Mm-hmm. Um, it's messy. It's not perfect. It but... is. And I have been amazed. And I think this... This is uh, maybe maybe different than when I was a teenager, possibly even. But I feel like our youth these days are um, they're so willing to to be okay with the mess. They don't they don't actually expect us to be hip and cool and with it, right? And you again, you mm-hmm. talked about this, or they, to have all the answers, right? That isn't necessarily what they're looking for, yeah, right. But it's so easy as an old like as an older person, as a, an adult, mm-hmm. right, to to jump to that mm-hmm. because we want to help. So our right. jump to is like, well, they're asking this question or they're talking about this topic. Well, I'm just going to tell them all the facts and everything that I know about it. Right. But that's actually not what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. They're looking for people to be like, that's a big question. Mm-hmm. Tell me more about what you think yeah. and just listen to them and right. help them to process for themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't mean there isn't ever a time for us to share an insight or share some information or share some scripture or share yeah. those things. But, um, but really, you know, the the engagement and the listening is sometimes more important than trying to solve the problem for them. I love that. I think that's a great place for us to wrap. We're already past the 20 minute mark. I could keep going here. Um, but Dagmar, thank you. Uh, looking forward to you keeping uh, keep teaching us about this and hopefully just becoming a part of our culture. Awesome. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for listening along. We'll see you next week with more Postscript. Postscript.